Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hashtag dad advice from Jim Peterson, my dad, who said, cheer as loud as you want for your own team. Don't ever boo the other team. Don't ever boo the other team. And to boo your own team? Unthinkable. And the world of James William Peterson. So, A, I would never do it. B, with the cost of those things? Are you kidding me? This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hey, everybody. Happy Wednesday. Welcome to the RP Show. It's your favorite daytime sports talk show. The lights just came on. Live on Game Plus TV, we're leaving the harbor. Live on WQEE Radio in Metro Atlanta. Shout out, Brian O'Radio. He's the very first to write into the show today and say, Hey, Rod Squad, can I put up another disclaimer before we get rolling? And we do bring in the co-host, Darren Moose Dupont. Uh, please keep an open mind today. Today's show, I have a sense, is going to get a little spicy. For those that saw our show preview on uh, Twitter and our social, they'll know what we're going to talk about here. Uh, I think it's going to get uh, very interesting, and maybe we'll make some headway. Do we have Darren Moose Dupont or not? Because I'll just roll. There he is. Hi, Moose. What's going on? Um, hey. Why did you have to wear that jacket? To our radio listeners, he's wearing a Maple Leafs jacket. You going to rub it in already? It's not enough. You won the bet last night. It's not enough. Huh? Approved. I I wasn't going to say anything today. Oh, about the guy. game last night, I wasn't, because, um, you know, the post-game trash talk thing. But you know what? When we were down there, what was it, 4-1 to one or something, I was pretty nervous. I'm like, I can never win a bet against you. So finally, I got one. Oh, finally so did. <clears throat> yeah, he's got a Maple Leafs jacket, a Maple Leafs mug, which incidentally is the only cup that you can find with Toronto associated oh, no. with it. Uh, okay, we're good. We're good. <laughs> Coming up in hour one today, Cincinnati ESPN radio talk host Mo Egger previewing NFL Divisional Weekend. Uh, coming out of the wild card weekend, the sports doctor Dave Patrician is going to join us from Winnipeg. And a 13-year NHL veteran, our good friend Rich Sutter, to talk about all things NHL. Can we hit the quick six show horn? <laughs> Right down to business, if you will. We, hey, we could talk about the games, and gosh knows uh, people are talking a lot of NFL, but I'm just going to dive right into the deep end. Uh, what the heck? I was at a 12-step meeting this morning. I don't mind saying we need to talk about the things that are uncomfortable, some things that people would just like to sweep under the carpet. You don't get anywhere without talking about them. The number one point is Philadelphia Flyers defenseman Ivan Provorov cited his Russian Orthodox religion as the reason he did not participate in pregame warm-ups when the team wore pride-themed jerseys and used sticks wrapped in rainbow pride tape on Tuesday night. The 26-year-old former Brandon Weeking boycotted the pregame skate with his teammates before his team's game against Anaheim as the Flyers celebrated their annual pride night in celebration and support of the LGBT 
Q community. He played nearly 23 minutes, though, in the game. He said afterwards, quote, I respect everybody's choices. My choice is to stay true to myself and my religion. That's all I'm going to say, unquote. Provorov declined to answer any follow-up questions. His coach, John Tornarella, said Provorov was, quote, true to himself and true to his religion. And it's one thing I respect about Provy. He's always true to himself. So, again, we're diving right into it because anybody, any couple of boobs can talk about the scores and the games. Um, before you give your opinion, Darren, this is our poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collisions. And I'm laughing because of the reaction that it's drawn. Um, Capital Automall dealerships all across the Canadian prairies and the state of California. Whose side are you on in this Provorov situation? And I very rarely make undecided as a poll option. Today, I did. And I don't always post a poll, but today I did. Because I know it's a touchy situation. Are you on Provorov's side? Are you on the NHL side? Are you undecided? And quite frankly, as I sit here today, Moose, I had to vote for undecided. Because I respect Provorov's right to do what he wants. It's his belief, and I get it. He didn't want to participate in warm-up. I think we kind of got to go along with that. I don't necessarily respect his opinion. You and I both are on record as saying that we're pro-LGBT. We've got family and friends, members of that community. So we could sit here and talk for two hours about that whole debate. Um, I don't like it, but it's the guy's religion. And you know what? When it comes to religion, you kind of just hands off. Let people believe what they want to believe. So... I'm undecided on the poll. What's your take on what Provorov did? Yeah, you know, undecided is a good way to put it. Um, and it doesn't mean you're undecided about supporting the LGBTQ community. Because that's not the case. You and I are both, you know, supporters there and, and allies. You know, I, I was telling you guys earlier, and I was surfing Twitter and, and following some of this. And one of the co-founders of the uh, Pride Tape um, organization said on Twitter that the whole organization is never been about forcing your beliefs on somebody else, but it's about promoting it and finding out who your allies are and trying to open up discussion. And I think we definitely opened up discussion last night. This is a super gray area because if you don't believe in something, you shouldn't be forced to do something, no matter what that looks like. Um, but there's a difference between it becoming now actively attacking the opposition, which I don't think he was doing, but all this discussion is kind of turned into that and it becomes very complicated. But uh, I think at the end of the day, the fact that it's creating some discussion is a good thing. And I think uh, we'll keep moving forward. Yeah, it's quite interesting. So the results of the poll so far, I put it up almost an hour ago, 56% say they support Provorov. 24% say they support the NHL. And when I say the NHL, it's their decision to have pride nights like this. They support pride. You and I support pride. So I'm okay with it. 20% say undecided. But a guy in Hamilton wrote in, Brian, and he says, obviously your followers are homophobic. Ron in Pigeon Lake, Alberta writes that he says, it's his choice, but don't come out and say that you respect everybody though. Obviously he doesn't. Jason in Red Deer says, I find it really ironic that we are slandering somebody's personal and religious choice and rights for going against people's choice and rights. <laughs> I like this guy from Bill Johnson. He says, I'm with Provorov all the way. It's about time someone gets some balls and doesn't believe in this crap. What, sexual orientation? We don't believe in sexual orientation? Anyways, Kevin the Medium has... Uh, 
has joined us. Come on, Kevin, inject some sense, okay? He says, uh, good morning, RP peeps, and a massive happy birthday to John Ohm. Ohm. How about that? It is his birthday. How about that? John Ohm. So, I think that's about as far as I want to wander down this road. I'm like, I'm at the end of my leash. Yeah, that is really all it. So, Provorov, you can't blame him. He doesn't want to participate. That's his deal. Serena said that, I probably shouldn't quote her. She should be able to speak for herself. But she said, he's going to be blackballed for this. And I'm like, I don't know. Look, look at Kaepernick. Guy never played another down. And the National Football League is the same, but it's not. So we, uh, we had a pretty rousing discussion in our morning meeting about this. This is a silent protest. This is the last thing we'll say. It's a silent protest. He didn't want to come out for a warm-up. He didn't kneel during the anthem. He didn't attack anybody with his stick. Would you not say it's a peaceful protest, which people have the right to do, right, and not be bashed for it? Well, I, yeah, like, you know, remove yourself from the situation and don't put yourself in situations that make you uncomfortable. I'm a big, you know, that's, that's important. Um, I think part of the issue is around him still playing in the game. You know, if he just stayed home and just been a scratch, I mean, like, look, I'm going to sit this one out, um, fine. But now the more attention that's drawn to it, talk about being blackballed. If you're a, a young um, hockey player who happens to be gay or bisexual or whatever your orientation is, you're probably not going to want to be in a locker room with Provorov now because now you've got a guy who's actively, openly said, I don't believe in this and I don't support you because I'm not even going to walk with you out on the ice wearing the jersey. Like, I won't even touch this. So that would be very uncomfortable. And that goes against the inclusivity part. If he would have said, look, I don't believe in this. It's not my religion. But as a teammate, I'll wear the jersey and just swallow it for the day. And it doesn't affect what I believe in my heart. Then we would have all had been okay with it. But I think this is a bit of a gray area. Uh, yeah, Lyle Game Plus TV in Toronto makes a, a great comment. He says it's disappointing. He's watching on Game Plus. Lyle in Toronto says it's disappointing. But at the same time, we can never expect the whole world to be on the same page about everything. It's his choice as much as it's a disappointing one that will cause more outrage on both sides than it's worth. All I can say, that's a really good point. Can we agree to disagree shake hands and move on um all i will say if you've ever been excluded from anything because of the way that you were born it doesn't feel very good i'm in the recovery community we get excluded from a lot of things recovering alcoholics and addicts doesn't feel very good it's one of the big reasons why i support the lgbt community because i don't want anybody to feel that way but that's just my that's just my take Talk, to, talk about the games. Okay, we will. Let's move on. A lot of people going, thankfully. Uh, interesting, the game of the night, we had a poll on our Instagram, and I came up with the answer. I said, what's the game of the night in the NHL tonight? I gave you four choices. The Leafs and the Panthers, the Habs and the Jets, the Orders and the Kraken, and just because, I think I said Chicago-Buffalo. And the one that actually won the poll was the Oilers and the Kraken. And we'll get to that. That was a bit of a weird game. But you and I were hunkered in. Uh, what's become my Florida Panthers simply because this is where I live. I'm not really on the Panthers train, but the more I'm around them, I will be. But holy smokes, were the announcers going nuts about the officiating last night. Like, I mean, really upset about the officiating in the game being one-sided towards Toronto fact that matters i don't really care i put it on twitter just to go fishing 
And producer Clark, I got one. I got one. Spicy. Clark was upset that he's like, well, the Panthers are just being undisciplined. To, to paraphrase what producer Clark said, uh, I, I don't really care. But the power plays were at one time 6-1 for Toronto halfway through the game. So I think they had a point, the Panthers. But the Leafs came back and won the game 5-4 in overtime. You said you were a little nervous. Well, yeah, when Matt Murray allowed four goals on the first eight shots of the game, I thought this was going to be a shooting gallery for uh, for Florida, and the Leafs weren't going to find a way back in this one. But, you know, a little resiliency is a good thing. You know, the Leafs are a team that really don't have third-period comebacks. Like, I think if you call this a third-period comeback and winning in overtime, it's their first one of the season or second one of the season. And if you're a team that's going to win in the playoffs, you better be able to deal with a little adversity. You know, if you want to come out of a first round, let alone win a Stanley Cup, you better be able to come from behind, deal with some bad things. And so I thought they handled it well last night, getting down early. They made the goaltending change. They steadied things down and did what they needed to do. And I thought um, that was a good sign from a Toronto team that needs to see some growth. It was a war, though, wasn't it? Like, for instance, oh, yeah. when Radko Gudis who did he hammer into the net near the end of the second period? Because it led to the power play that led to Wee Willie's top-shelf goal with like a second to go in the period. I don't know which leaf he knocked into the net. But I'm like, why do you two teams hate each other so much? This is, this is great. I feel like we're in playoff mode now across the National Hockey League. Do you not? Yeah, it really felt like that. And you, you're seeing guys going to the net like... You know, Dryden Hunt, who's been on this show, when he went to the back yeah. door on the, on the play from Morgan Riley, he went hard to the net and, like, really got his nose dirty there to get to that goal. And I feel like guys are starting to do some of those things, go the extra mile, put their nose in tough areas now because it feels like everything matters a little bit more as we get closer to the playoff. Uh, yeah, a lot of people uh, chiming in on last night's games and also obviously the Ivan Provorov situation. I asked Kevin the medium for the last word on this. He says he has the right, Provorov, not to participate, but he also has to face the consequences of his actions. And I guess that's fair too. Andrew Stout says, big win for the Habs beating the Jets. I think we're going to get a good draft pick, but the chances for Bedard are slipping away. Oh, what a no. conundrum. What a conundrum that they're in, the Montreal Canadiens. The players are trying to win, and the fans don't really want them to. I don't really know. They don't know. They have an identity crisis in Montreal right now. They were down 3 do. nothing or 4 nothing to Seattle. Yeah, 3 or 4 nothing to Seattle after the first period last week and got booed off the ice. Do you want them to win or not? Um, hang on, Moose. Sorry. Uh, from Jennifer, we're going to have to push this. Well, we have time here. Jennifer from the Four Seasons says, Nice to see Evander out there yesterday. Loved Fogel's goal from his butt. I know. And the Derek uh, Ryan goal where he just slipped to the crease. The puck was just laying there. There was a, like Seattle would have gone home last night going, Yeesh! We played terribly. We, we should have had that game. Seattle should have. But it was a huge win for the Oilers, their fourth win in a row. They're still seventh in the conference in terms of the wild card. The Flames are eighth, but they got Evander Kane back. And to be honest, what they, you know, when they said Kane was a game-time decision, he took the morning skate yesterday, I believe, I thought he's probably not going to play. And then he did. I think he had seven shots on goal. I don't 
think the orders will probably look back now, Darren. Now it's over to you, Flames. They got Colorado tonight. They're really going to have to pick it up. Uh, I'm not done talking about all these games yet, but if you're an order fan, you should be pretty happy right now. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And the thing with that, yeah, they're still in seventh, but things have tightened right up in the Western Conference, like from first right to the playoff uh, cut line. It is tight, tight, tight. And in three weeks, the Oilers could be, you know, top two teams in the conference if they keep this up. Uh, from Rich Robertson, he says, Rod, did you watch the game? The Oil fully deserved the win. Says you, brah. You're an Oiler fan. Can you stop? I, yeah, I watched enough of the game. Seattle isn't as talented, but they've been playing better as a team. Look at the standings. Come on. We've got a special surprise for you coming up next. And it involves our top five, bottom five. We've got the NFL divisional games to talk about. A lot of very interesting things. So hang on after this brief pause. We're right in the middle of the quick six show topics. We're live on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and WQEE Radio. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Okay, welcome back to the RP Show. Producer Clark has gone to a meeting. We've got Tuna now producing the show. So, Darren, let's talk about it. What do you want to say about Clark? (laughs) Joking, of course. You Leaf fans are all the same. By the way... On the Ivan Provorov situation, he didn't take Warmy for the Flyers last night because he didn't support the Flyers' pride night. Jerry Phoebe is watching in Gallagher Ridge, New Brunswick. Hello, Jerry. Thanks for joining us. He's texted in on the 902 line, and he says, In his position, the young man can obviously have his own beliefs, but he shouldn't be broadcasting it in opposition to the greater good. Isn't that an interesting way to look at it, by the way? Why don't you just say, hey, uh, I broke a skate blade. I can't come out and participate in warm-up. Would, even, would this be that big of a deal? He makes a very good point. Why do we have to make a big deal out of it? You know, keep your opinions to yourself. Don't talk politics and religion. Did we forget about that? That's a pretty good point by Jerry in it's New Brunswick. It's a great point. There's, there's a difference between me saying I don't support something you know, and then me telling you 
I don't support what you're doing. Yeah. Right? Now I'm now I'm being, you know, um, I'm protesting it, and now I'm actually I'm actively going against you, as opposed to just doing what I think is right. So there is a complete difference, you know. Make him a healthy scratch for the night. Uh, remove the distraction completely. Let him have his night, not support it, whatever. And um, say he was sick and move on. This will probably be a theme through the whole show. Uh, and incidentally, these Oilers fans that are upset, I don't recall saying that the Oilers didn't deserve to win last night 5-2 over Seattle. I said it was a weird game. Did you see the way the goals were scored? <laughs> Jack Campbell, the one right through, he's looking at his glove. There's yeah. a hole in his glove. You know, like, whatever, guys, the orders are going to win the Stanley Cup. Sorry. I don't want to <laughs> fight. I will tell you this, Rick Bonus in Winnipeg, with the Jets getting thrashed 4-1 by the Habs, the head coach of Winnipeg said, we didn't deserve to win. We didn't have legs. We didn't have compete. Uh, good for Rick Bonus. Were you going to say something before we move on to the next point? No, just that it's weird with Montreal winning and Buffalo going on crazy streaks and Chicago winning last night. Does anybody want Connor Bedard? Philadelphia won last night. Interesting you would say that. <clears throat> Good timing. As we do the NHL Top 5, Bottom 5, we have something very special here on the RP Show. Special delivery has come in from our friends at Bet Regal, and it is this robe for yours truly. There's more to the outfit coming. But this is what I'll be wearing for all Bet Regal uh, props. What do you think? Very, very elegant and royalty uh, as uh, you, you sit there regal. and tell us who the best teams are. Yes, very regal. Very regal. Yeah. Uh, so here we go. Top five in the National Hockey League, beginning with the number one team. It's the Boston Bruins. Everybody can agree with that. They've only lost five games. The number two team in the National Hockey League is the New Jersey Devils. They have won five games in a row the number three teams the toronto maple leafs shoot they just beat america's team in overtime last night the florida panthers so one boston two new jersey three toronto number four the winnipeg jets it's going to take more than losing to montreal to knock them out of the top five we've got them at number four and they've got the most wins in the western conference at number five the vegas golden knights just because your bottom five in the National Hockey League are these moves. Feel free to disagree. Number 28, the Vancouver Canucks. Don't take my word for it. Take theirs. Good players, bad team. Number 29, the Chicago Blackhawks. You're not supposed to be winning, guys. Number 30, the Arizona Coyotes. They had lost nine in a row. Get this one. They can't even sell out Mullet Arena, yet they're building a new rink. Number 31, second worst team in the NHL, the Anaheim Ducks. They have lost five in a row. At number 32, the worst team in the NHL is the Columbus Blue Jackets. And as far as I'm concerned, it's not close. They're by far the worst team in the NHL. There you go. Top five, bottom five for Bet Regal. Your thoughts? Yeah, pretty good. Um, you know, I look at it again on the outside. Tampa's won eight of ten, four in a row. I think they're charging pretty hard right now. Tampa's one team. I mean, the Jets lost last night, but... Tampa's one team I think that we're going to hear something from here down stretch in the second half of the season. Intra Did you get stung by a bee? It sounded like you were slurring there. Did I? You're like, no. Tampa, Tampa's going to be a team. <laughs> Come on, guys. Back me up on this. Didn't he? Someone's uh, got to back him up. keep on. 
<laughs> yeah. Listen, I'm going to keep on the Bet Regal robe. We're not going to play deal or no deal just yet for the NFL division games this weekend, but we are going to talk about the games right now. i got some very interesting points I want to get to here before we bring in Mo Egger from ESPN Cincinnati. And I got the betting lines. We'll see if they change by tomorrow when we do play a deal or no deal for Bet Regal. But on Saturday, it's a doubleheader. It begins with this AFC clash, Jacksonville at Kansas City. Nobody expects much out of the Jags. Chiefs favored by 8.5. And then the late games, the New York Giants at the Philadelphia Eagles, and the Eagles are favored by 7.5. Not a shock. It's the home team in all four playoff games this weekend that's favored. What's your take on the Saturday games? Jags, Chiefs, Giants, Eagles. I think they're going to be entertaining. The Jags and Chiefs is interesting because Jacksonville down the stretch with Trevor Lawrence have been very dynamic. I mean, probably... Could have went either way this past weekend, obviously, against the Chargers. Could have went either way in the AFC South kind of play-in game against Tennessee. But they're a team that kind of plays up or down, depending on who they're playing against. And Patrick Mahomes, historically, hasn't been able to put teams away in terms of really winning games by multiple scores. They play in a lot of close games, a lot more than you would think. So this game, I think, is going to be closer than people think it will be. Um, I really do. And in the Giants-Eagles game, man, I love, you know, the coach in, in New York with the Giants. I think the energy's there with Brian Dable. I think it's awesome. I think they have something, some magic right now. But the Eagles are so good. They're so good. And if they're healthy, um, I don't know. The magic could run out for the Giants. I'll go with the home teams. No, 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 no. Yeah, I'll go with the home teams, Chiefs and Eagles, to win on Saturday because i got to have some sort of a rub against my guy, Chris Sanford, the big Giants fan down here. Uh, by the way, i got to sprinkle in some comments from our viewers. Number one, Rich in Edmonton says, is that Rod or Elvis? Uh, from, <laughs> uh, from E. Nordtap, he says, love it, Rod. You're looking like Jerry the King Lawler. From BW in Edmonton, he says, the cape reminds me of the Johnny Carson skit. Knows the, <laughs> knows the answers in the sealed envelope. I don't know, if, have you seen those old clips? I don't know, Darren, if you're old enough. Um, from Swerve, he says, the color purple makes me depressed right now. I don't know why that is, and I don't have time to ask. Anyways, this is Vikings from Beth Regal, from our guy. <clears throat> hey, yo, okay, gotcha. From our guy. I was thinking LA Kings, I was... My mind froze. And then Sunday, it's Cincinnati at Buffalo. The Bills favored by five. And it's Dallas at San Francisco. The 49ers are favored by three and a half. And again, I'm not going to ask you to take the deals or not take the deals. We'll talk about this more tomorrow. But uh, should be some really good games. Those are some classic rivalries right there. Bengals, Bills, Cowboys, 49ers. Some of the greatest Cowboys memories are wins at San Fran in the playoffs. So uh, six more hours of football on Sunday. What's your breakdown of those games? And remember, the Bills almost yeah. got beat by the Dolphins last week. I know, but the Bills continue to get better. And I think one thing about the Bills is they always ask Josh Allen to do too much. You know, they call him Superman or whatever they want to call him. And, and you know, when you're in those games against Miami, sometimes you just need to run the ball. Sometimes you just need to manage the game a little bit better. And they just try and throw the dagger and it turns into a fumble or an interception or some sort of game-changing play to help out an opposition that probably shouldn't be in the football game. So 
Yeah, do I think uh, Buffalo probably wins this weekend? I still think they're they're probably a good bet to get to, to the Super Bowl. But as we looked at some of the, the odds on, you know, Super Bowl favorites at Bet Regal, the Bengals, for me, are a team right now that are still undervalued. They're not a top-two team when it comes to the, the numbers, the odds. Mm. I think they have a really good shot to continue to move for, further in the playoffs and potentially get to the Super Bowl as well. Mo Egger joining us from ESPN Radio Cincinnati uh, in the next segment. We'll be talking about that. By the way, breaking news as we switch off football, I will just say Nathan Rourke of the Jacksonville Jaguars will be on this program tomorrow. I believe it's in this very time slot, this segment. And lastly, I heard this on the radio yesterday, and I need your help on it, uh, Moose. Is the NBA trash? Because as I was listening to WQAM, which they never, ever talk about the heat. It's all Dolphins all the time and a little bit about the Panthers. And shockingly, they have the rights to both those teams. I don't think they have the heat. Uh, I don't know enough basketball to say whether the NBA's trash or not. I don't know. You know, I could tell you when the quality of play of pro football is up or down and certainly hockey, but I can't tell you NBA's trash. If I turn it on, I enjoy what I see and I don't see a lot different from 20 years ago. How would you answer that? Are they right? No. I would think the game's changed quite a bit. Um, you know, some things that are a big sticking point with a lot of detractors of the NBA would be the load management that's come into play over the last mm -hmm. you know few seasons where you can buy tickets to watch a game and it's supposed to be a marquee matchup and none of the stars play. You look at the Raptors game against the Milwaukee Bucks, and, and the Bucks didn't dress any of their stars. You know, Giannis wasn't playing, and the other top players for the Bucks weren't playing in that game. And I believe they still won the game. But um, I think that's part of it where, you know, when you pay money to watch your NFL team, when you pay money to watch your NHL team, outside of injuries, you know the stars are going to be there every game. You know, and in the NBA, that's not the case. And I think that... For me, that would be the one downside of the NBA. But I think the action's still pretty good. I think it's good, and I think it's uh, more wide open kind of than it's been in the last number of years in terms of number of teams yeah. that can win a title. You make a really good point about paying to see the stars and they're not there. And clearly the NBA doesn't care. But, I mean, this is on Miami radio. It's not like their team's terrible. Miami's seventh in the conference, 24 and 21. I mean, if it was the Charlotte Hornets radio announcers saying this league sucks, well, yeah, <laughs> your team's been terrible forever. But it's not that. Uh, I don't know. I From time to time, I'm busy watching NHL every night, and if for whatever reason it's not on, then I'll switch to football. I'm not the biggest basketball guy, but I was a little surprised to hear what I heard coming out of the radio. Uh, Moose, I'm going to let you roll. I'll see you back here, uh, not for a while, though. Later on, an hour or two. What do you say? I'll see you then. Um, yeah, we have a sports update before we bring in our man, Mo Egger. The WNBA will be heading north for a preseason game in Canada. The Chicago Sky will face the Minnesota Lynx on May 13th in Toronto in the first WNBA game to be played in the country. This will be the third WNBA preseason game to be played outside of the USA. In 2004, the Detroit Shock and San Antonio Silver Stars met in Monterey, Mexico. And in 2011, the Atlanta Dream played the standard life Great Britain women's basketball team in Manchester, England. 
There are five games in the National Hockey League tonight, with three being played in Canada. The Vancouver Canucks returning home from a five-game road trip with a one-game win streak will host Tampa. The Flames host the Colorado Avalanche. They've won two in a row, and the Senators will aim to snap a two-game losing streak when they host the Pittsburgh Penguins. Raps have a day off before facing the Minnesota Timberwolves on Thursday at the Target Center in Mini. Sports update for Avatar. In theaters now, Avatar The Way of Water in landmark cinemas set more than a decade after the events of the first film. Avatar The Way of Water begins to tell the story of the Sully family, the trouble that follows them, the lengths they go to to keep each other safe, and the battles they fight to stay alive and the tragedies they endure. In theaters now, landmark cinemas, check it out. Avatar The Way of Water. We're going to Cincinnati next for a Bills-Bengals preview. It's the RP Show. We're live on Game Plus TV, live streaming on YouTube, of course, and on the radio, WQEE 99.1 FM. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now, back to the studio with Rod. Hey, great to be with you in this business. It's great to be anywhere, as you know. We're live on Game Plus TV, YouTube, and WQEE Radio. It's been far too long since we've had our dude, Mo Egger, on from ESPN Radio Cincinnati. As a matter of fact, last time we chatted, he was in Hawaii. Looks like he made it home safely. What's up, Big Mo? Where did your robe go? When I logged in, you were wearing, like, King Harley Race's robe. Where'd that thing go? You were, like, sitting on a throne. It's, you needed a uh, crown. Where'd it go? Just, <laughs> just off the side of the set. The segment's okay. over, dude, for Bet Regal. Okay. We, uh, we've moved on from the NHL Top 5, Bottom 5. It'll probably make an appearance tomorrow. How are you, brother? Happy New Year. Um. Uh, happy New Year to you. I'm doing great. Uh, you had my, my Columbus Blue Jackets as the worst team in the NHL, and I can't argue against that. Sorry. Sorry, <laughs> as they say. Man, how far is Columbus from where you are situated right now? Do you ever go? Uh, 100 miles. Yeah, you, you can. I go to a game or two a year. It's a lot of fun up there. We thought the team was going to be a lot better. But you can, from where I sit right now, you can, you can get to a game in an hour and a half. Okay, cool. <laughs> Just don't, don't go now. Wait until they're good, and that might be <laughs> a while. Dude, I thought of you. I th well, I think of you often, but I thought of you the night of the DeMar mm. Hamlin situation because you go to most Bengals games. Um, were you there, by the way? Uh, what? Yeah. Yes. Just, just go back to that for a minute before we talk about the Bengals and Bills this weekend. What was it like that night in that facility in Cincy? B bizarre. Sad. Um, confusing. Y you know, being in the stadium, you just didn't have in the stands, you just didn't have the access to the same sort of information that uh, maybe others watching at home did. And you're you're, you're kind of getting secondhand information from people and you're looking at social media and you're not sure what's real and what's not. But uh, when I walked out of that stadium la that night, I thought to myself, um, I, I just, I may have just watched someone die playing professional football. Relative to where most of us were that night to now, we're talking about DeMar Hamlin maybe being at the game on Sunday. Uh, he was discharged from the hospital within a week. It, it is terrific. But but that night was just 
confusing and, and more than anything, just really sad. I mean, we most of us walked out of that stadium thinking we had just watched someone die. And uh, fortunately, thanks to the uh, incredible life-saving techniques employed by the people who uh, did their jobs and, and did them to perfection, DeMar is, uh, is still with us, and that's terrific. When did you make the decision to go home? When they officially called the game, or did you go a little earlier than that or when did you when did you leave <clears throat> i i i left when they officially called it because i i really selfishly admittedly selfishly for what i do for a living I, I wanted to be able to convey what it was like to leave the stadium once fans were told the game was called and i will admit to you that i i did so with some trepidation i was in college in 1996 the cincinnati reds uh, on opening day, John McSherry, the home plate umpire, passed away yeah. on the field, had a heart attack after just seven pitches. And I was in the stands that day, and it was ugly. Fans were upset. And I, I wanted to really see how folks would react and respond when the official word came down that the game wasn't going to happen. And I was pleasantly surprised. You go back to that day. Bengals-Bills, huge game, warm day in Cincinnati, festive atmosphere. I'm thinking... You got folks who have been drinking and partying all day. They're not going to react well to this. And instead, I think folks just kind of nodded their heads. I think most people really didn't want to see football at that point. I think there was a sense of, well, if they do play, I want to see what that's like. But it, it was abundantly clear to me, at least, uh, the moment that Zach Taylor crossed over from his sideline over to midfield to talk to uh, Buffalo's head coach, Sean McDermott, there was going to be no football played. But I, I just wanted to capture what happened when the game was officially postponed and obviously ultimately canceled, I wanted to gauge everybody's reaction and everybody's reaction to me, at least was one of, of understanding. Well, um, so far the best possible outcome, as you pointed out, DeMar going to be at the game has been discharged from hospital. Uh, the, listen, not to sound callous, Bengals bills uh, shook it off. I guess they won playoff games on the weekend, narrowly so in the case of the bills. So what is your take on this weekend's match? You knew these two teams were going to come head to head at some point, And here it is. Yeah, a uh, lot of fun. I mean, look, go back a couple of weeks ago. These two teams were supposed to play with a lot riding on that game, right? Cincinnati and Buffalo, you were talking about two double-digit win teams, both uh, likely to win their divisions, and Buffalo's case having already clinched. Uh, two A-list quarterbacks, two teams that you thought could meet in a couple of weeks. Well, here we are a couple of weeks later after that game wasn't played. It's the Bengals and Bills, and I think both teams left question marks about their championship bona fides based on how they played this past weekend. For Cincinnati, uh, another offensive lineman injured in Jonah Williams. They're likely going to play on Sunday with three backups on the offensive line. They have not been able to run the football. And defensively, for as opportunistic as this team has been on defense now for a while, they couldn't stop the run. From a Buffalo perspective, I'm, I'm going up against an opportunistic Cincinnati defense with a quarterback who, for all of his talent, still makes a lot of mistakes. Josh Allen led the NFL in giveaways. And I tend to think the game is going to come down to that. Joe Burrow, and you and I talked about this last year leading up to the Super Bowl. We were both in Los Angeles. Joe Burrow stopped turning the football over midway through last season. When, when he commits a, a turnover, it's usually the result of something kind of beyond his control, like a tip pass at the line of scrimmage. So he's going to be under a lot of duress. He's going to take a lot of hits. He's probably going to get some sacks, or, 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 or he's probably going to get sacked, I should say. 
You know that. Do those things turn into interceptions and fumbles? If the answer is no, the onus, I think, flips to Josh Allen. Josh Allen is mistake prone. Now, within the mistakes, there's a whole bunch of stuff you really like. Stephon Diggs is going to be a handful. When Josh Allen makes a mistake, does Cincinnati's defense capitalize? And at what stage in the game does that happen? I think that's what Sunday comes down to. You're fired up, man. You've been doing this for a long time. It must be nice to be covering a team that actually is playing meaningful games this time of year. Well, I mean, you know, let's be honest. Uh, th- that hasn't been the norm here. So, you know, usually we get to January and we're we're not even talking about the draft because we've been talking about it for two months already. It's, it's just it's kind of on to the next. It's uh, lamenting who should get fired, that sort of thing. So, no, it's it's been refreshing to talk about a team being in contention and This team has been awfully fun to talk about for the last two years. They've been awfully fun to root for. They've been awfully fun to engage people with. Uh, They they have a really likable bunch. Um, And it's fun here in town. You know, Cincinnati, uh, there there had been prior to last year no major professional sports advancement in the postseason since 1995. The Bengals hadn't won a playoff game since 1990. So to be back in the postseason consecutive years, to win – to see the Bengals win playoff games in consecutive years, which had never happened in the franchise's history, and for the good times to seemingly just being underway now has created an optimism that I think is infectious and, from my standpoint, professionally and personally, is a ton of fun. Uh, Jen, we love Jen from the Four Seasons Sports Palace. She's like, lovely preview, Mo, but who's going to win? Bengals or Buffs? She wants to know. Or Bills. Uh, <laughs> who do you have winning? So, I'll, 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 gambling is a big part of, of what we do on our show here. It's, it's fun to talk about games through that filter. There is a difference between a pick and a wager. I wouldn't wager on this game. Um, I, hmm. I, I think this is a coin flip game. If you said you have to wager one way or the other, I'll take the team that's getting the points. My pick is Cincinnati for the reasons I just outlined. I trust Joe Burrow, despite the offensive line issues and the Bengals' MO in the postseason. I think it continues. They've had five straight playoff games, including the Super Bowl, which they lost, that have come down to the last play. Think about that. Five consecutive playoff games have come down to the last play. This game feels like a coin flip, feels like it's going to come down to the fourth quarter. Cincinnati's defense has demonstrated an ability to make the play it needs at precisely the right time against a quarterback who I think is going to make a mistake. I think Cincinnati's defense comes up big in the fourth quarter, and I'm putting my trust in the quarterback who doesn't turn it over. I think Cincinnati wins a really good game and advances to take on. Rod, are you ready for it? Yeah. Jacksonville. Oh, another upset. I was going to, you've convinced me that the Bengals are going to win because the Dolphins almost beat Buffalo last week. They have Josh Allen's Mm. number. Uh, Jags to win. Oh, man, I love it. We are out of time, but, Mo, let's do this more. Appreciate you, my man. Enjoy the games. Thanks for the time. Okay, Rod. Thanks, man. Good to see you as always. ESPN Cincinnati Radio's Mo Wagger. We'll be right back with a viewer takeover. Next uh, hour, the sports doctor, Dave Patrician and Rich Sutter. It's the RP Show live on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and the radio, WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now.
Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now, back to your host, Rod Peterson. Hi, everybody. The robe, the Bet Regal robe, has been very popular. I put it away until tomorrow, but I might have to bust it out next hour. Loving it, as Jim Lang would say. I've already read the sports update. So uh, let's do a viewer takeover here right now. Here's what they're saying out there. Regarding the robe, Ward in Winnipeg writes in and he says, uh, all Rod needs is a candelabra to go with the Liberace outfit. See if we can find one. Um, Chris in Heidelberg, Ontario says, the great Karnak 2.0. What is that? Do you guys know back there in the, in the Millennium Falcon? What is, what's Karnak 2.0? I don't know. Chris says, from Heidelberg, Ontario, in 1991, I was a student manager trainer for Grand River High School in Kitchener. We were walking into an arena for a game when our starting goalie collapsed. A couple of people in front of me in line. He went VSA. I don't even know what that is, man. We did CPR on him and got his heart started again, although it took six and a half minutes. Unfortunately, he never regained consciousness and passed away. It's something I'll obviously never forget. And I could relate to the emotions of the players. He's talking about Tamar Hamlin, uh, obviously. I don't even want to think about the brushes that I've had. I was calling a game, though, at Taylor Field, and the guy had a heart attack four rows down from the press box. I saw him. They carted him out. That wasn't good. Let's talk about happy things. Jerry's watching in New Brunswick, and he's written back on the 902 line. He was talking about Ivan Provorov, the subject of our poll question today. Oh, okay. Here's Jerry. He's writing in as we go. How about this? He goes, I'm impressed. You got my last name right. First try. Jerry Phoebe. Uh, spelled P-H-E-B-Y. This, all these people. What do you got, Tuna. Yeah, I figured. 90 seconds are left. Tuna's in for producer Clark, and he's doing a bang-up job. we got all these new viewers out there. Eastern Canada, the Maritimes. What's your cable, Jerry? Is it Eastlink? So they don't know that I broadcast 20 years in the Canadian Football League, 20 years in the Western Hockey League. I, names are my thing. Trying to get them right. And Jerry writes back to say, Johnny Carson. Karnak. And he, he's, he goes, I'm sorry, I'm on a delay. Last minute of play in hour one. We have a, well, I think we're going to have our first U.S. sponsor. I'm quite excited about it. Maybe we'll kick this around next hour. They wanted to know how big we were in eastern Canada. Jerry, go tell all your friends, Jerry. Go stand on a street corner in Gallagher Ridge, New Brunswick, and tell them everybody watch the Rod Peterson Show because some of these South Florida businesses want to market to people in eastern Canada. How about that? And they sit there and wonder what we're doing and how we're doing it. 
but everybody's watching. They don't know where we're going, but we do. We're going to talk about all these things. John Ohm in Winnipeg. Ohm says that robe represents the king of sports talk. I like it. <laughs> Thank you, Terry in Calgary. We'll get it all after this break. Stick around, everybody. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You got to subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed.